This is Jennifer Hale, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. And, um, I should go. The chances as we continue all the way to episode 393 of the Five-ish Fangirls Pocket podcast i can speak welcome the rich man he's hard for you to miss his butt keeps getting bigger so there's plenty there to kiss welcome everyone to this week's episode of the five-ish fangirls podcast so glad you us let's start off looking at her with the virtual table and see who's joined us this week this is chrissy in salt lake city this is holly from wisconsin and this is rachel in indianapolis indiana hello everyone hello Hey there, everybody! There are fire, there are firework, fireworks going off down the street for me, and I don't know why. Because it's, it's for us. It's October twenty fourth. <laughs> so, like, oh no! Somebody it's cel- the first, it's somebody the first celebrating day United Nations Day because that's what's on my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first day of of Diwali. It's it's the um, New Year in India. Oh, oh that, that could be. Uh, I, that's that's not that. on my calendar. <laughs> Somebody posted about it, and and a bunch of uh, a bunch of guys that I that I know working at tech companies were like, "Yeah, we have a lot of we have a, a remote office in India, and everybody's gone, or no. something like that." I was like, "Oh, okay." And we actually have um, the library I work at. Uh, that community has a lot of people from India in that live there, and. They're very sweet people. Yeah, we have a we have a decent population where I live too. So maybe that maybe yeah. that is what it is. So well, good for them. Yes. Yep. So happy Diwali, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the proper I, celebratory greeting is. Yeah, and I'm probably I probably didn't pronounce it right. So, but I'm I'm not Indian. So um. Yeah. I do my best. Yeah. Forgive us for our clunky American accents. Yes. <laughs> I love your movies and your food. Yeah. Uh, so we've got uh, just a little bit of news. So uh, first up, um, some convention-related news because I'm already looking to next year. Uh, <laughs> um and from the looks of it i'm gonna have to put lexington toy and comic convention back on the schedule at least for next year yeah it kind of looks like it that's a nice considering it yeah considering at the moment uh guest announcements include anson mount aka black bolt from the mcu Mm -hmm. or for you star trek fans he's captain pike uh in one version uh um Alan Tudyk, mm-hmm. peers everywhere. He's in yep. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, if you haven't checked out, yeah. yeah. If you haven't checked out Resident Alien yet, it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam Raimi. Yes, that's Sam Raimi, the director, the guy who uh-huh. brought us the Evil Dead franchise and yes. the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies and. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. That Sam Raimi, um, the, the so guy, I, the I, guy I, that we can uh, 
the guy that we can blame for all this or credit with all this yeah <laughs> so, Which I, on your fully, point of view. <laughs> so I fully expect at some point between now and the con which is in mid-march to see bruce campbell on the guest list uh, i wouldn't be too surprised if his name does yeah. not pop up on the list yeah <laughs> yeah and those two go together like peanut butter and jelly yep um and then uh i'm very excited about this Steve Burns, mm-hmm. Steve from Blues Blues. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I remember when you were so jealous of me when they when he was coming to Fan X. Yep. And yeah, and now I'm like, well, there you go. There's someone there. there he's showing up. It's gonna be sort of in my neck of the woods. So. Yes. Yeah. So you go. So you, you go and give Steve a hug or whatever. And if you think I'm not gonna be watching the Blues Clues movie that's coming out you're sorely mistaken <laughs> yeah as far as kids programming go goes like the whole gamut of it that you know you have throughout the years blues clues was pretty decent i, I yep. my, my, mm-hmm. my youngest sisters enjoyed watching it when you know when they were little and you know during the summer i would watch it with them because mm-hmm. i gotta watch i i'm, I'm taking care of them in the morning mm-hmm. so you know like well you know if it has to be if i have to watch something it might as well be this mm-hmm. so blues if clues. i have my choice between a purple dinosaur and a blue dog i'm going blue dog all the time yeah buddy <laughs> yes yes <laughs> although although there was you know miss uh was it mr salt and mrs pepper and they had baby paprika i'm like mm-hmm. that is so adorable mm-hmm. i'm like i want I'm like I, I like I I like baby paprika. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like from a scientific standpoint or a cooking standpoint, doesn't make sense, but we're not going to question it. Nope. We don't care about sense at this point. Nope. <laughs> and I mean, of course, the male song. Come on. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the mail. It never fails. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You want to make my tail? Right. Yeah, when the, the, the when the movie comes out, we may have to uh, dedicate some time to talking. We 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 can talk blues clues. I'm not <laughs> talk blues clues. <laughs> oh my goodness! So yeah, I'm gonna more than likely put Lexington uh, back on the on the, on a rotation at least for next year. So. Or as I was telling Chauncey last night, returning to the scene of the crime, although at the moment Colin Baker is not going to be there, but this was the con that Colin offered me his fingernail clippings. So I was wondering. <laughs> you say crime, I was like, oh yeah, now I remember. <laughs> yep. So even if he's not there, I will reminisce for us both. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Ah, uh, so yeah, uh, oh, comic conventions for 2023 looking exciting already. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and then uh, got uh, some trailers. So we got our first look at Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Speaking of 2023, and more specifically, my birthday. Or yep. I should say the day before my birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, they picked it special for you, Rachel. They did. They did. So, uh, I mean, it's Ant Man. It's Paul Rudd. Everybody loves Paul Rudd. So, uh-huh. yeah. 
but we've got obviously our gang from ant-man and the wasp all back together cassie obviously grown up quite a bit because she didn't get snapped uh so she she grew up uh-huh. while scott was stuck for five years um so growing into a quite the little genius mm-hmm. it seems so and then of course kang so how kang fits into all of this to be determined uh-huh So that's exciting. Happy early birthday to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then coming very, very soon, actually. <laughs> uh-huh. Next end of next week. Oh yep. my goodness. How is November next week? Uh end of next okay. week, uh the the crown season five mm-hmm. will be out on Netflix. And as I said when i posted it on our facebook i've got two words for you revenge dress uh-huh. <laughs> that's all you need to know <laughs> uh-huh. it I is the early too. 90s that we're uh-huh. looking at here so it's when it gets juicy although i i admit i am a i am a wee bit behind i still need to watch the <laughs> yeah I will get to that. I've been meaning to get to that. I just haven't, but I will. Yeah. This is a good one. Yes. And, you know, this is the time period that I remember, so mm-hmm. I was I was a kid and, I mean, I didn't really understand everything, but I think as an adult I'll look back and like, oh. Oh, mm-hmm. that's what that was. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. So, should be uh, quite the juicy season to watch. Mm-hmm. So. And that is really it for the news. So, but we do have quite a bit of feedback, actually. Yes. So, we've got feedback from Shalane. Um, and she says, wait, uh, you're. Forgot to mention Robbie Coltrane was in Brave. He played the Short King. <laughs> Which, what do you think about it, is kind of... All of them. Other uh, than... Yeah. It's kind of... It, it, not an oxymoron, but kind of a... I don't know what the word it is I'm looking for. Uh <laughs> Accurate because he because well because he was such a big guy to play such a short yeah. short character so you know mm-hmm. yes <laughs> juxtaposition was, there you go yes. yes 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 but he also played the one that uh <clears throat> showed off what was underneath the good the kilt. <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> at the beginning of the movie later they they all do it but this one is yes. the uh he flips flips it up and says, "Face your eyes." Uh-huh. And, you know that, yep. that that shot was in the trailer, so everyone remembers that. Yep. Unless you block brave out of your out of your brain, which I don't know, some people might have. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> um, 
and then uh she mentions the the things that she knows angela lansbury from like a beauty and the beast anastasia benazza bruce six mary poppins returns pirates of penzance and sweeney todd which is a good good slice of her work <laughs> yes it's a small slice but it's a good slice uh-huh yes uh, and she yes. says anyway i loved i love she hulk she is my favorite mcu girl after yelena and kate bishop uh she says i think i should cosplay her for a comic-con or do a disney bound on my next disneyland trip well unless you're going to paint yourself green and actually be she hulk and disney bound might be easier <laughs> so somewhere the cosplay companies and the, like the makeup companies that make like the body or like they see these movies and tv shows coming out like okay we got up production on that green that particular shade of green mm -hmm. <laughs> or you know you could do a body suit Mm -hmm. you would, you would yeah. be you'd be scrubbing out less less green goo yeah, out yes, of your true. skin yes i'm just i'm just saying i that i, I saw yeah. i saw i there's a tiktoker i follow she does gamora and she recently showed how she managed to turn a pair of like tights or something into arm cover so that she wasn't having to do the body paint and stuff so yeah Shalane, if you would like that tutorial i will send it to you <laughs> that one scene it would help also keep... apply for she hulk yeah. <laughs> so. that one scene from the beatles movie help keeps coming to mind this group you're hanging out with painting you all these weird colors <laughs> <laughs> and trying to wipe off said paint yeah <laughs> Although, although I I I need to back up on her on her feedback here about the her Angela Lansbury bit. I'm like Shalane, you, you and you were too young because by the time you came along, our grandparents were fairly old and infirm, and I don't know how much you remember Grandma Mary, but Grandma Mary's favorite show for a long time was Murder She Wrote, and I watched uh, I watched quite a bit of it with you with her. And so that's what I always knew Angela Lansbury from. I, I was like, she's the murder she wrote lady, but now mm -hmm. she's in all these other things. So mm -hmm. I just remember watching that show with my grandma when we would go see. I go yep. see her. It was all like, what, Sunday nights? Mm -hmm. And we would watch it. So Or, or if you were lucky enough to, uh, if you ever were stuck home from school, uh -huh. Your parents let you watch TV and you caught it on syndication somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. That too. Oh, yes. It's on syndication early in the morning. Mm, yeah, because I'm pretty sure like a station like USA or TBS showed it yeah. in, rerun, in rerun format during the day. Yeah. So I have vague, vague recollections of, of mm -hmm. That so, oh, yes, and the crossover episodes with her and Magnum are Tom, at least Tom Selleck <laughs> guest starring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. that was an interesting plot. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, my. Um. And then she says it was lot. She says plus it was fun to have Wong around. Yes, it's always fun to have Wong around. Yes. Or as Megan would say, or as Madison would say, Wongers. Wongers. Yeah. At this 
point, Wong is just holding the MCU together. He is. He is the glue holding the MCU together, whether he likes it or not. He is. Everything around around him could be collapsing, but he's there with the chicken wire and the chewing gum, and he's making it work. Mm -hmm. He's there, MacGyver. (laughs) Yep. You know, he could have easily made Given Strange back the title of Sorcerer Supreme once they got de-snapped, but no, he insisted, so, yeah, it's on him. Oh, well, that's his business. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, thank you, Shalane. And then we've got some feedback from Aaron. Oh, Aaron returns with Yay. feedback. He says, hello, my five-ish hosts. Hello. I, yes. Hello. I finally got around to watching the She-Hulk season as I typically wait until the season's finished and then watch them straight through. Unfortunately, I was not a fan of this show. In fact, I think it might be the only show thus far I flat out didn't like. And you would not be the only one in the world, my friend. Nope. Uh, He continues, perhaps my biggest gripe is that it wasn't what I was expecting, nor what I wanted. When it was announced, I wasn't thrilled about another Hulk character, but I was excited about it being a legal drama. A superhero show where the premise is superhuman courtroom proceedings sounded great, but there wasn't much to be found yet. That was a the complaint mm-hmm. we had as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, we got Mr. Immortal and Runa and their stories were great, but that was about it. The others, like Leapfrog, had to be solved not by Jennifer's brains and wits, but with her fists. And I wasn't a fan of that. Uh, in fact, I think the show needed more of Mallory and Nikki, two fun characters that dealt more with what I wanted. It kind of reminded me of season two of Daredevil, where I was rather bored of Daredevil and Electra hunting down the hand, but loved every minute of Foggy and Karen going to court to defend the Punisher. The supporting cast shouldn't outshine the title character. This was painfully pointed out in the finale. We get an unnecessary battle royale setup just for the show to be hijacked solely for the purpose of telling us that the fight was unnecessary and it should have been in a courtroom instead. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I agree. And the fact that the writers knew this and tried to make a joke out of it was a nail in the coffin for me. I hated the finale so much. For a show that keeps reminding us that Jennifer is the main character, they make this less apparent by the constant parade of cameos. Jennifer even brings it up herself in one of the fourth wall-breaking moments, but that just makes the situation that much more distracting to me. Making a joke about the mishandling of your own TV show on the show to the audience isn't funny, but that much more frustrating. In fact, I feel like that is my main issue with the fourth wall-breaking. Granted, I didn't know that was an aspect of the character going in, so it was a little unexpected. But with the oncoming reintroduction of Deadpool, can't wait. This just seemed like a weaker substitute. Our villains were kind of weak. Titania was intentionally annoying, and I understand that's the purpose of the character, but there should have been more of her than annoying influencer slash celebrity. Roth, I was greatly anticipating the return of simply because, despite not being a big Hulk fan, I think The Incredible Hulk is a severely underappreciated movie in the MCU. I just wish the character wasn't so jarringly different. This isn't to say there wasn't any good in the show, first and foremost. 
Tatiana Masolini, who I haven't seen in anything yet, or from Black has been on my watch list for quite a while, is such a joy here. I may not have loved all the attempts at humor, but I could tell she had so much fun living this character. She handles the material flawlessly, and I look forward to seeing more of her work. Also, the aforementioned supporting cast really shined. I really wish Mallory could get her own series focusing on non-superhero lawyering. The episode with Daredevil's return is easily my favorite episode, Cox's Murdoch. Uh, has always been great seeing him in a more lighthearted moments was nice i would have loved to see more of him and jennifer going head to head in court or just hanging out jennifer ruining daredevil's big hallway fight was hilarious and seeing a superhero do the walk of shame made me lose it but my favorite part wasn't like being a female lawyer twice the work half the recognition you're constantly being asked was like to be a female lawyer <laughs> i about wet myself laughing and i really wish there was more of this well, enough of my essay. I just kind of went to town here. As always, thanks for the great content and take care, Aaron. P.S. Just about to start watching Power of the Doctor. Can't wait to hear all of your thoughts next week. <laughs> Which I don't think we're doing Power of the Doctor next week, but it will be soon. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We need uh, time just... to compress. Holly and I spent like 20 minutes before recording. <laughs> talking about it doing a debrief just trying to get the initial like squee and excitement out of our system so if you're a patreon supporter you will hear some of that otherwise you're gonna have to wait until we do our proper power of the doctor episodes (laughs) but no some of your yeah feel free to write an essay that's perfectly fine Um, we will take it yeah and definitely great. some of your criticisms we definitely were in this in the same mm-hmm. boat with you oh, yes in our in our review so yeah, yeah it yeah. was uh i mean your 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 criticism about how yeah we were told it was going to be like a courtroom drama and then it turns out that they that the people they hire to show run the show admittedly they admitted themselves they suck at doing courtroom drama and i'm like oh well, um, well, there's a sign that you probably didn't hire the right people to begin with, but mm-hmm. uh, you uh, couldn't have asked David Kelly for advice. I mean, I was no, kind of thinking, yeah. you know, little bots and legal setup type. Yeah, yeah it's like where, where's it's, the right? Where's where are the people who did all the writing for Allie McNeil? You know, that too. Yeah, where are they? Oh, yeah. Field bots and legal. Yeah, where it's are like, they? It's like this was a this was a, a Sex in the City knockoff, but done poorly. Because that's about all that it was yeah i mean i didn't i didn't hate it i definitely there were definite aspects of it that i really liked i mean when they did humor right yeah it It was hilarious you know i was like i had tears in my eyes just talking about it last episode (laughs) some of my favorite you know humorous moments but yeah there are some moments where it's like and the joke's not really landing the way you thought it was going to mm-hmm. um i i enjoy the fourth wall breaking i think that the even the the <laughs> to me i think the stopping the soon to be battle royale in the middle of it and going off the chain and fixing it and pointing out just how horrible of an idea it is isn't really a whole lot different than Deadpool doing the time travel thing in Deadpool 2. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, Unfridging it's, it's, his girlfriend, which, you know, fridging is an awful thing in itself. But then him mm-hmm. going 
and you know like killing the deadpool yeah. in wolverine and then killing ryan yeah. reynolds sitting down with the script to, to green lantern so you know it's like yeah and, and see some of that stuff th- this is the thing with with uh, with with that between you know deadpool and, and she hulk is like they kind of set that up with deadpool with you know the marketing because not everybody knows that deadpool this is what she, this is what he does in the comics and i don't know that a lot of people knew that about she hulk i mean i did because I, I, you know, I'm I'm married to a Marvel encyclopedia, um, <laughs> <laughs> but and, and you know, and I knew that she had a little bit more quippy sense of humor, but she was, you know, and she just took things in stride, and and there was a lot of that. Um, I feel like the marketing did not focus on on that, didn't really prepare people like this is what you're going, this is what you you should expect. It's different than what you're used to with your Marvel stuff. And, and and she does in that finale say like, well, here, you know, Marvel does this formula, but they haven't really done that formula in the TV shows. Mm. And it kind of feels like, oh, we're just, we're, well, you are following the formula. You are, but with the shows, you pull the rug out from under us at the end and do a bait and switch that, you know, kind of to your detriment, honestly. And so it's, it's kind of like, you know, she, she's mad that, oh, I'm getting, why can't I have the formula? And I'm like, well, honey, you did. You got the formula. You just don't realize it. And so, yeah, I, I think there was there were some marketing missteps here, um, and, and just they could have had a lot more fun with it. They just chose not to, which is really sad because She Hulk is a hilarious character in the mm-hmm. comics. She's also a badass. She. I don't want to. I don't want to call her the female Deadpool because that's not what it is at all. She is her own thing, and that is why people love her. And that, I think, is why people are are kind of upset about the people who are very critical of it, because they know She-Hulk from from her original run, and since then, and they are fans of She-Hulk, and they didn't get She-Hulk in this in in the She-Hulk they know in this this TV show, which is unfortunate, because mm-hmm. that was one thing I was really looking forward to, and it just was not there. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? It's like yeah. Kevin, you, you gotta you gotta have a <laughs> chat with your people here. Yeah. Like, are you in charge or not? Come on, be yeah. the boss. <laughs> we mean the actual human, Kevin, not the robot. Right. <laughs> yeah, even that was like, uh, uh this is awkward. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, but that's just me. But I'm I'm also not a you know a comic encyclopedia. I don't read the comics, so I don't really have a whole lot of I don't have foreknowledge for a lot of these characters. Um so my expectations are a lot different than people who have that knowledge. So yeah. It's a, it's, it's, it's who you are and where you're coming from. And, you know, it's all perspective, really. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I uh, completely understand where you're coming from in your feedback, Aaron, though. And you're mm-hmm. totally, totally justified in your, uh, in your opinions. So, uh, uh, absolutely. But thanks for the feedback. That was yes, yes. And yes. write write an essay anytime you feel like yes. you need to. Absolutely, we will read it. Yes, we love it. <laughs> we will read it, good, bad, or indifferent. Yep. So that is it for our feedback. So now we are pivoting to 
Chrissy's wheelhouse. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. But funny story. So I fully With another studio Ghibli. Yes, Miyazaki and film. Miyazaki. Funnily enough, the the movie that beat out well, uh, Lilo Stitch uh, and uh, other movies for mm-hmm. best animated picture. Yeah, feature film. Yet our main character voiced by the same actress yes so <laughs> you know this is you know spirited away if you haven't figured it out yet from you know thumbnails and whatever else we had put up to say mm-hmm. hey our podcast is out um this movie it is incredible it is just like even if you don't even if you're not into anime and you don't like give a crap about anything japanese this movie is so amazing like even even normies quote unquote love this movie and you don't have to know anything really about japanese culture or history i mean even kind i mean it helps if you do but um you can still enjoy this and a lot of people do as as evidenced by you know just the acclaim that it's had since it's been since it was released uh 2020 years ago (laughs) Yeah, 20 years ago. Jeez, oh, Pete. 20, um, 20 years and some change. And, yeah, and I kind of feel like this may have been kind of a wake-up call to Disney at the time. Um, because, you know, some of their stuff just really... I mean, Lilo and Stitch we loved, as, as we talked about. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that was um, also the, the Disney renaissance was puttering out at that point. Pretty much, pretty much yeah. And it was like, oh, like, like people were saying, oh, animation isn't just kids stuff animation mm-hmm. can actually be and i mean and i wouldn't call spirited away like oh it's r-rated you know you can't it's not um but this is something like like adults without kids can enjoy your you can adults with kids you know families can enjoy kids can enjoy on on their own and everybody's and there's a lot of levels to it and everybody's going to get something different out of it and mm-hmm. it's all going to be enjoyable I mean, kind of, kind of like Lilo and Stitch, there is some humor in here that if you've got some kids that like kind of gross mm-hmm. stuff, like, you know, with like, you know, we talked about like Stitch picking his nose with his tongue and yeah. you know, stuff like that. There's some gross stuff in here as mm-hmm. as well especially with like the the the, the big the big stink monster you know muddy monster the, the, the stink, spirit yeah. you know that that entire like sequence i'm like i'm glad this is not smell a vision mm-hmm. because i'm sure it would have been awful <laughs> yeah and you get that you get and that comes across in the animation and, and everything else which is a hallmark of ghibli movies but especially uh, this one is like a prime example of that is you know, you, you know, movies are a visual and an audio medium, but, you know, something like the smell of something, like how gross it is, it, it, it that comes across 100% in this, but, you know, so, so, like, even those things that you can't really, that you wouldn't think you'd be able to experience through a medium like, like film, just by looking at at the you know the way they portray it it's just yeah you are right there with them and you're you're in this bathhouse and this thing is coming through and you're just like oh gross no no chihiro do not climb in that yeah ew, no yeah but then she does like, and it's like it and, opens its know. mouth and like the little 
vapors come out that are like kind of brownish mm-hmm. and everyone else yeah. in the bathhouse has got like you know handkerchiefs and stuff covering their mm-hmm. faces yeah yeah like, but it's like yeah ugh. but it's also it's also gross in kind of a beautiful way which sounds ridiculous but it there you go um but it, yeah so I was gonna. I was gonna say like I what I fully intended on rewatching this movie this weekend, and I just both got busy and kids and stuff. But I think I, I've seen this so many times that I, I'm like, I'll be okay. I'll be able to yeah. talk about it and just sort of it's sort of you know what um, what it what it means and like in terms of film animation and and anime um, to this point because. Up until this point, um, well, I'll, I'll talk about it from the, the um, anime standpoint. Like, like I said, you know, especially in the Western, in the Western world, animation was kid stuff. Like, it was just like, oh, you're watching cartoons. Oh, that's so cute. And adults really didn't watch cartoons, and they kind of got, you know, um, dragged on about it. Uh, and I can attest to this because I was in high school and watching Sailor Moon and stuff like that and I kind of got a lot of crap especially from my siblings um Shalane was not old enough to give me crap about it but some of the older ones were and so you just kind of you know like well whatever um and also you know the the companies that were localizing uh, anime for a North American audience they also were kind of like dumbing it down it's like oh this is kids stuff even yeah, anyway, we won't go into that. So, but then you have uh, Hayao Miyazaki doing these films, and some of his movies had been brought over to, to North America, had been dubbed, had been mm-hmm. um, butchered for, for, for no other term that I could think of in some cases. Some of them, like um, Nausicaa Valley of the Wind was a particularly egregious example of because they called it Warriors of the Wind instead, and and they like completely changed the story uh, when it came over here. Because they're like, oh, you know, we're gonna make it like Power Rangers on on you know wind on gliders. And it's like, no, this isn't how that works. And you know, uh, Miyazaki understandably was very displeased by this. Um, but but I think after, but then I think Spirited Away, I keep like they kept making movies. Uh, Ghibli kept making movies, and they kept bringing them over to North America, and it got progressively better. They they started like kind of oh we just need to leave this alone and let it stand on its own and not you know freak out like ooh we can't show Japanese you know uh, writing or or Japanese cultural stuff like they kind of they kind of backed off of that so these the, these um dubbing companies and things like that so they were start this was mm. like I feel like this is kind of the turning point of oh. Let's not um, completely Americanize. Well, it wasn't just America, American companies, it was also Canadian companies, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like, you don't need to change the story and the characters so that they're not, because, you know, oh, English speakers are too dumb to understand this comes from another country. It's like, no, guys, we can figure this out. So, so this, so I feel like the movie, The Success of Spirited Away, is kind of that turning point where. These dubbing companies were like, oh, we don't have to change this because people get it. They understand anime. They understand that this is from Japan. All we need to do, we're just we're just making it so 
you know, non-native Japanese speakers or, you know, people who don't speak Japanese can understand, can understand, you know, what's going on. Um, and we don't have to touch the story. And so it was like, and I think I want to say it was like Spirited Away was part of that. Cowboy Bebop was another one that that kind of helped feel that. And there were a couple others, but I think those were kind of. Oh, and Full of Metal Alchemist. Jared just walked in and reminded me of that one. But, I drag them all. Well, <laughs> anyway, so so that was kind. Of, those were ones that were kind of um, doing that. But because Spirited Away was in theaters and it won the animated Oscar. And it, you know, it was kind of more in the mainstream public or public view that, you know, now we're like, oh, now we get it. Or, you know, people were like, oh, I want to try this out or I want to, you know, understand like all these, you know, these, these folk tales and these stories and, and these, these myths and legends that, that um, come into this story. And, and so it just, I feel like it. So, so I mean, nowadays, you know, you you go into you know Hot Topic or you go to Box Lunch, you know, the mall and and or you know lots of lots of TV channels they'll have anime, you know, playing or there's all this merch and stuff. And I mm-hmm. I really really do think that this is like the success of Spirited Away in in the states and you know in North America. And, you know, internationally was like kind of the catalyst for that. And it doesn't, looking back, it's like, I didn't really realize it, but it was everywhere. Like it was, and I didn't get to see it in theaters because I, (laughs) I just, I wasn't really, uh, yeah, I just didn't get to see it in theaters. And then I saw it a few years later. I'm like, oh, now I see what the, what the fuss was about. Um, So, yeah, so that spirited away of, you know, why it was such a big, or why it was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And really, like, if you uh, had ever watched any Miyazaki movies to, before this point, because it, because before now, or before this point, I had seen My Neighbor Totoro, and I think I'd seen Kiki's Delivery Service by that point. I don't, I don't think I'd seen Princess Mononoke. I don't think that one was out yet. I'm just trying to remember what the timeline of it is, because I'm like, eh, I don't know. Um, but it's like this movie is a very it's it's uh, it's all parts at first it's parts uh lighthearted sweet childhood you know my neighbor totoro romp but then there's also parts that are very horrific mm-hmm. and there's this very otherworldly feel to it um that you would think would just be terrifying but also it's kind of wonderful it's like you just, I yeah, it. I don't really know how else to describe it because you know you got this girl, Chihiro, who's you know been separated from her parents because they you know, you know gorged themselves on the food and turned into pigs. And at first you think, <laughs> oh, this is about her trying to rescue her parents, but then it just kind of goes off into this other direction, where now she's trying not to lose herself because the 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 madam of the bathhouse is you know, going to steal her, steal her, um, her name, steal her name away. And so now she has to protect herself and try yeah. to try to overcome all these things. And she meets all these crazy and wonderful people along the way. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I... it's, it's like, it's like, a, it's like equal parts adventure, slice of life. 
because it's very laid back. There's, I mean, you, uh, there's times like it doesn't feel like the plot is going anywhere, but at the same time, you don't care because you're just enjoying this experience yeah. of of being with this girl in this in this this uh, environment and everything what's going on. And I, so I I read that that's a kind of a, a Miyazaki type thing. He likes yes. to put moments mm-hmm. where the plot's really not moving along. He no. just wants people to have a chance to like stop mm-hmm. and take a breath and, and you know, like, mm-hmm. appreciate the world building that's going on and yes. what's going on with these these characters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I, I and uh, I think I mean yeah that. you see that like. We saw we, we went and saw Howl's Moving Castle recently, and yeah, it's definitely there. I think in Spirited Away, it's like, uh, you know, because it's a ten-year-old girl, and you're like, you're, she's so young, she's so little. It's like, no, you you are so you are in danger. You've got to get out of here. And she's just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna work here, and I'm going to just, you know, let things happen as they come. And you're like, okay, well, here we go. But so. So it is more laid back, and it, but it, there is also the tension there of, ooh, what's going to mm-hmm. happen? Is she going to survive? Is it, you know, is everything going to be okay? And yeah, it's going to be okay because it's a Miyazaki film. There are yeah. happy endings. It's just you go through a lot to get to that happy ending. So, yeah. Anyway, but yeah. 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 I mean, it's. What's interesting, and I, I, I read this, uh, you know, looking at our research, that in general, um, Miyazaki does not write scripts. He will um, do drawings. He'll, you know, mm-hmm. essentially do like, you know, uh, you know, storyboard an entire film, but he doesn't necessarily do a full-on script with lines and stuff. Um, yeah when when doing his films um which i found rather interesting <laughs> the, mm-hmm. but he 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 knows what he wants and can see it so clearly in his head mm-hmm. that he's able to direct uh you know the other people working on the film although he's also very hands-on himself oh yeah um which i'm sure helps a lot <laughs> when you don't have a, necessarily a script to follow yeah. Um, it, it's like it's like the art comes first and then the dialogue and the story and everything else because he'll 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 you know do these do these drawings and things like oh i want to put that in the movie yeah well then he does yeah but the this story came out of uh, a family vacation he went on and his they'd gone on vacation somewhere with with his his family and his his daughter and his daughter brought some friends with her and they're about the same age you know 10-ish and he realized that there really wasn't media made for their particular demographic because they're a bit too old for the really just bright colors no real plot Mm -hmm. stuff for the super young kids but they weren't quite preteens or teenagers yet so they weren't necessarily they didn't really care about like romance yet 
And he's like, I want to make something where the protagonist is about their age and she's just ordinary. She doesn't have special power. She's not like Kiki, who's a witch and can fly a broom and has a talking cat and stuff. Um, you know, just a, a young girl that's just kind of, you know, her parents, you know, she thinks her parents are weird and, yeah. uh, you know, they're making her move when she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to leave her friends in her old school and stuff. And she gets thrown into this situation where she really has to do a lot of growing up and learning to come into her own. Like, who is Shahiro as a person? You know, because before she's just like, you know, she's 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 in the backseat of the car and she's she's like, oh, you know, because they're, yeah. they're going to their new house. And she's like, she, oh, she is- somebody finally gives me flowers and it's a goodbye gift. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, she's and like, already ah. dying. yeah, and they're yeah. already dying. She's so dramatic about everything. Yeah. And then it, you know. it's that kid thing like, oh, something something bad happens. My entire life is over. And exactly. Just to like, the REM, it's the end of the world. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. So she finds herself in this situation where it's like, yeah, no, dying flowers are the least of your concern. <laughs> like your parents are now pigs, and uh, if you forget who you are, you're going to be here forever, and uh, you might if you, yeah. You know, there's these things that will either want to eat you or beat you up or you know just like there's all these creatures uh there's supposed to be different spirits but then there's also just kind you know different things and not all of them are nice yeah so you know she's got it's the uh i was gonna say it's the concept of um they call him kami him yeah kami um uh, and he was, and there's this quote here where Miyazaki's talking about, like in his grandparents' time, like, like everybody, everybody thought there were spirits or kami everywhere, um, and and his and his generation doesn't believe that doesn't believe that anymore. But he's like, well, let's you know, kind of bring back that that idea of you know, there's there's you know something more supernatural or you know higher power, whatever you mm-hmm. call it. Um, that there, you know, there's there's wonder in the world. We don't have everything pinned down as oh, you know, this is a scientific explanation for all of these things that are going on. And there's there there's some things that you still should, you know, kind of have some wonder about mm-hmm. as well. And I love I love that idea. And I kind of feel like you know that's kind of the mo of Studio Ghibli 100. I think they have that on a on a plaque somewhere in their office. <laughs> Yeah, it's just kind exactly. of keeping in touch with like the you know the the fantastical yeah. side of the world. It's like not everything mm-hmm. has to be. Although you know, depending on I guess who you are, there's some interpretations on this particular movie. You know, I've seen some things where it's like, oh, you know, it's 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 some of it's about, uh, or you know, it's a it's about environmentalism. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not. I mean, I've seen that about a lot of movies, especially Princess Mononoke. But if you look into that movie, especially by the end, the humans are still, you know, 
mining or you know logging logging the area but they do it in a, in a way that's like more harmonious with the world so it's not mm-hmm. like you know sometimes i think of environmentalists are like oh you know chain ourselves to the tree and no you can't cut it down but this is this isn't that <laughs> sort of thing and so it's 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 a lot less confrontational and a lot more peaceful i want to say and, mm-hmm. and more I even I'd even go far as say more realistic, honestly, and just kind of kind of that way. And there there is definitely some of that in in spirited away as well. So it's mm-hmm. but it's well, done I mean, in a it, way that's it's not antagonistic. It's yeah. I mean the whole the whole thing with the 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 river spirit, yeah, it comes from Miyazaki spent some time helping clean up a local river, mm-hmm. and did literally pull things out of it like a bicycle yeah <laughs> you know what what she you know shajiri thought was just a, a splinter turned out to be this beginning of a whole mess of just trash Duh. that was stuck inside yeah. and you know so miyazaki had took that and again kind of ran with it so yeah um but yeah it's just i i found myself a little annoyed uh <laughs> especially at the beginning um because i i i found our our our, our lead character rather annoying uh <laughs> which you're supposed to yeah so i i'm really glad to see her you know have some growth so by the end when she's reunited with her parents and her mom's are like, oh, you know, new school could be kind of scary. She's like, I can handle it. I'm like, good for you. Yeah. It's like, by now, you can handle anything, honey. Yeah, uh, but yeah really. You are, you are 100% supposed to hate Chihiro at the beginning and just think she's annoying and a brat and all of that stuff. Yeah. And, 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 but she doesn't stay that way. And that's the key. That's the key component is she, by the end, she is, she's the hero. She is very likable. And she's mm-hmm. definitely had some growth. And I don't want to say like, oh, you've learned your lesson, but you know, she's she's you know better for for what she has gone through, and she goes through mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I had the first time I ever saw this. I had the same thought. I was like, oh my gosh, this kid! I'm gonna I'm gonna smack her. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, some of it's not her fault. Like she's very True. clumsy. But that's not her fault, you know. She's she's ten. She's in that awkward. She hasn't gone through puberty yet, so she's like all yeah. elbows and knees and you know and, long you gangly know, limbs and just awkward. Yeah, and, but and you know life. I mean, it hasn't. We haven't quite got there yet. But you know, you're you're on the cusp of the years where life just life just sucks. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're you're. you're <laughs> your teenage years or your you know your preteen years whatever it's just it's not fun yeah so part, part, of, part of me feels bad for her that way <laughs> it's like oh, i'm sorry but well hopefully with the lessons she learned during this adventure that <laughs> hopefully some of that will carry over so maybe it won't yeah. be that bad yeah. but yeah it's like yeah you're on the verge of becoming a teenager and that's gonna suck <laughs> And, and, a, and a female teen, teenager to 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 boost yeah. because 
teenage girls are awful. I'm sorry. I was a teenage girl. Uh, me too. Teenage girls are yeah. the worst. I did some really, really stupid things as a teenage girl. So yeah, no, I totally, I totally get that because life was just that you know so <laughs> yeah. i can't fault her too much for some of her mm -hmm. uh things that i found annoying but yeah there were there were a few times where i'm like oh if i could reach the, the screen and just kind of slap you around a little i'd be like girl get a grip <laughs> so but uh yeah but i was uh, one thing because you know going to uh yeah this is a long running thing with going to like you know conventions and stuff is obviously cosplay is a thing and mm -hmm. obviously anime very huge fan base yeah. so i've seen a lot of these characters either in cosplay or on shirts or in merchandise and knew that they were anime and probably i knew that they were like studio ghibli but beyond that i had no frame of reference so to finally see like no face Mm -hmm. and be like oh okay because like I, that's who that is yeah yeah exactly because yeah. like i've seen like if people haven't seen it i'll find a link to it and put it in the show notes the um ted talk that adam savage did several years ago about his love for cosplay and he talks about how he went as no face to a con once and for fun he thought it would be cool to have like the, those little chocolates that are wrapped in the gold foil so they look like coins. Mm -hmm. oh, so yeah. he had those and he was like, you know, it'd be a fun way to interact with people. Like, you know, here, have some gold that's actually chocolate. So it's, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, good, something to, to nibble on. But yeah. people kept and avoid and people kept avoiding him when he'd go to hand them a chocolate coin <laughs> and it was and it took a while to realize that no you don't accept anything from no face because that puts you essentially in debt to no face <laughs> so what's what you what you've taken from no face you just want to take more which is why everybody else in the bathhouse the minute they start taking this gold Mm -hmm. they just want more of it and they're willing to give no face whatever he wants in this case a bunch of food anything he can get his his grubby little paws on to eat in exchange for you know so these people are just like climbing all over each other like yeah right, you know i need more gold and get him some chicken and get you know whatever and then you've got shihiro that's all like he's you know he's like i got the, you know puts like the biggest pile of gold in his hands in front of her face and she's like no i need to go catch a train yeah do you want like, to you i know? have other priorities i have other things to do so but it was nice it was nice to finally have that reference to go with and like the witch i've seen her image places um even the little the little suitlings Mm -hmm. oh yeah the, the little soot sprites the suit sprites yeah i've seen yeah. them i was like oh that's what they're from so yeah it, it's kind of funny because uh studio ghibli's like official logo slash mascot is totoro but mm -hmm. uh and if you sh but but i think no face and the soot sprites 
are kind of the unofficial mascot because uh-huh. every everybody knows those and loves them. And, and the, the funniest thing is um, at our uh, the library's anime convention, Toshokan, we have like a, every year we do crafts um, and there's all kinds of things. But so sprites is always one of the things they do. Uh-huh. And it's just, you know, you wrap the yarn, cut it and put glue little googly eyes on them. And they're, they're your, so cute. <laughs> and they are adorable. And they're so helpful. And they're so, yes. yeah. Especially, I always remember that that um, that scene when Chihiro she's leaving like the furnace room and you know she's putting her shoes back on, and I always I always remember that because uh, someone pointed out like you know she put her shoes on and then she stops and like taps them on to, like taps her toes, and like that's just a little detail that because Miyazaki like he said you know that's how a little girl would put her shoes on. And, and you know she wouldn't just run off, so he's like actually making her very real. And I every time I see, see the soot sprites, I think of that, and I think of her little toe tap with her shoe. <laughs> and it's just kind of a weird, uh, a weird little um, detail or weird, weird little thing that I always that I, I can always recall mm-hmm. uh, when I when I talk about this movie. But, yeah. yeah. So what's interesting is you know we were talking earlier Chrissy about how you know the the studio Ghibli was it was doing okay but it wasn't necessarily like like it is now Um, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about how this beat out um, Lilo and Stitch among other things for you know best animated feature but what's interesting and what people may not realize is Spirited Away was kind of like uh, you know, Studio Ghibli's like first like big kind of blockbuster worldwide. Yeah. And it's because of Disney. Yeah, John Lasseter and Hayao Miyazaki had been friends for like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> a very good working relationship and it was yeah. it, you know it was just so sweet to see them like in like interviews or behind the scenes stuff and, and you know Miyazaki if he speaks any English he doesn't speak a lot of English but uh but Lasseter and, you know and the Japanese are just by culture kind of reserved they don't show a whole lot of emotion it's just their their culture and the way that, that, that things are and you know Lasseter he's this big lovable teddy bear you know just you know very enthusiastic about things so it was always very funny to see them side by side I'm like you guys are buddies I love it mm-hmm. um but you know he would get so excited about talking about you know this is you know you know, uh, this is the next movie and I really love it and you know you can tell that they put so much heart and soul into it and and so yeah so Disney um at the time like they were I don't know. They had they had kind of an interesting deal with 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 Studio Ghibli, like kind of to be the the distributor for a while. And, and mm-hmm. the, the the Ghibli rights have kind of moved from studio to studio. I think I want to say they're with Warner Brothers now, but I'm not. Don't quote me on that. Um, but Disney had it for a really long time. Had, mm-hmm. had the rights to distribute it, which is probably why uh, D- Davy Chase was the, the the voice of Chihiro in the English dub. 
because she was doing a lot of stuff with Disney at the time. She was Lilo, uh, and, among other things. And Jason Marsden is a voice of Haku. Jason Marsden. <laughs> yeah, and Su- yeah. Susan Egan yep. is, is, is in it. So, or, you know, and, and you'd see, you'd which see a lot to of me, on to Which, to me, channel. Lynn is essentially Meg. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is. Yeah. There's so many times where she will say something and they've animated her in a certain way. It was like I not that they would have known that that too no. would have done the voice for it, because obviously the, the Japanese version games first. But it's just oh, one yeah. of those things where it just worked out that Lynn has some body language that is mm-hmm. very Magira mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Hercules. Yeah. And then she's voiced in the American in the English version by and i and i wonder i wonder if that 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 casting choice in the english version was like oh she acts a lot like meg how about we see if susan egan will do it right <laughs> well and then of course hilarious. of course if if, if john lester is involved even though this is not a pixar production john no. ratzenberger is mm-hmm. <laughs> yes and and this is still early enough in in the Pixar, I guess, timeline that it's kind of like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so. It's just funny. It's but like, oh, and it there's Ratzenberger. It <laughs> <There he laughs> it's not a very big part, but it is a memorable one. But it, I mean, you hear him and it's like, oh, yeah, oh, that's, yeah. that's Ratzenberger. So. <laughs> that's him. There he is. Yeah. He's, yeah, Check he doesn't, he doesn't song. necessarily do voices per se he just kind of does himself and they make it work <laughs> yeah i mean if you if, if you've got a good if you if you work well with certain people by all means bring them bring them along because mm-hmm. yeah the, the 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 more the more people that you get along with and make it work with that you know the better it is it's yeah Oh my gosh! I... And there's some uh, there's some other recognizable, and there David Ogden Steers who has done mm-hmm. a lot of Disney, among other things. Tara Strong, who does everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. So yeah, there's some de- okay. definitely some recognizable like voice actors, but then it's just kind of random. Like, oh, Michael Chiklis is going to be the dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, really? <Yep. laughs> kind of random but whatever so like we'll take it yeah just go with it yep so but yeah it was like some voices when i they'd start talking like wait a minute i know that voice hey it's that voice (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's that person from that thing let me pull up imdb real quick yes Mm -hmm. like is this the voice i think it is like who's who's gonna be the witch and her twin sister oh suzanne flechette Uh because that makes sense yep (laughs) oh it's always interesting when the when the the you know we've only done two of the 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 studio ghibli but you know i know enough from the enough about some of the others to be like when they go to do the english dubs it's like a combination of voice actors that you just kind of expect to be in everything you know like your david oaken steers or your tara strongs but then they'll mm-hmm. occasionally grab like a big name and be like yeah they're gonna be the voice for this like um over the summer um unspooled 
was doing uh, a mini series of animated films that they hadn't discussed yes and then they were like well we need to do a studio ghibli movie um mm-hmm. and they ended up doing porco rosso which michael keaton is <laughs> yeah <laughs> voice of that he's like he plays a pig who flies mm-hmm. planes yeah because it's america and that's what we do with our mm-hmm. movies so yeah. <laughs> you know it's like yeah <laughs> So it's like, yeah, since our Michael Chickless in here, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. We'll, just, we'll just do it. It'll be great. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah that, that's when Poco Rosso is when I, I need to watch. So every time yeah. I think, oh, I've watched so many Studio Ghibli movies, I'm like, remember, oh, I've missed that one, I've missed that one, I've missed that one. It's like, I'm working on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, there's, a, yeah. There's a lot. Yes, and even even after Miyazaki retired, he's like, no, I'm coming back and I'm doing another one. Yeah, I, I think yeah, because he, he was like, it's, it's like 97, and he's like, yeah, I might retire after Princess Mode, okay, and then suddenly he's all like, no, I'm oh, going to yeah. do five million more movies, so. Yeah, I was like, no, there were more after that one, I remember. Yeah, there's quite a bit, actually. <laughs> so. Yes, although I think, I don't quote me on this but i think he is officially retired now and i mean the the studio ghibli is is obviously still still um going strong but it's just like uh i not according to wikipedia their next feature film is due out in 2026 um called how do you live and miyazaki is writing and directing it yeah see like i said he, like, can't, he, st- like, he can't stay retired is the thing. Yeah, he keeps retiring always... and then he can't stay retired yes exactly so that's why i was like don't quote me on this because no. i heard he was retired and then yeah. it finds out oh no he really yeah. has it, it looks like, like no, he took to yeah it looks like he took a break after 2013 um and and he's like, no, I'm back. <laughs> it's like, no, I've got another one I need to yeah. do. His, la- his last like, credit before that is The Wind Rises, which was 2013. And so. Yeah. It's like, this is why I can't keep up with the, with the movies, because he, he retires, and then he's like, no, and then he unretires and does another one. Yeah. Which I'm not going to complain about, because I love his, I, I love his, his work. And some of, I mean, and some of his other is like, um, what do you call them? proteges i suppose or you know his his successors they they do good work too like the there's one called bell that mm-hmm. uh, i still need to watch but it looks so good it's so beautiful and basically it's about um it's about virtual reality which given given the the popularity of isekai kind of doesn't surprise me but i think it's the way that this one is that mm-hmm. it's is different than just oh I died and was reincarnated as as a video game character. It's not it's it's not quite that. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like yeah. his son is at least stepping in. Yeah. Every now and then, so. so yeah. In some spots, so but yeah, <laughs> the man just can't. He can't stay retired. <laughs> no, he really can't. <sighs> I'm Which, okay you know, with, but him, I'm okay with that. It's uh, 
it's uh, the others, uh, the people that can't stay retired. You know who you are, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, that's ball. enough. That's sports ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's his own fault. But anyway, yeah. back mm-hmm. to people we like not staying retired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, and I'm like, you know what? If 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 his uh, prowess at movie making and, and animation stays at the level it, it it has been, and he's like in his 80s now, I do believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he 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 still got it. He's he's still he's still capable of making these great movies. So you know what? I, I'm I'm. If he's co- if he's still gonna make movies, I will still watch them. Because yeah, you can definitely tell a Miyazaki film from any other, pretty much. And and I mean, I, someone asked him uh, if if you know what what he thought of being called the the Japanese Walt Disney and. He kind of, I think he kind of took it as an insult, but I think it was because he thought they were talking about like, oh, you know, are you, you know, like the company Disney rather than the man Walt Disney. And I think for all intents and purposes, and I, and I mean this in the, in the best way possible, like he, you know, if he and Walt could sit down and and have a conversation about just animation and, and all these things, I think they would have a lot of common ground, honestly. Um, just just from a standpoint of doing something new, doing something innovative, storytelling, art, artistic uh, quality, and and things like that. So, I I think you know for for a while, like ha- having the uh, the the distribution rights go to the to Disney was was quite fitting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I would agree with that quite so much these days, but. It was just, yeah, at the time, it was like, you know, this is this is kind of cool. And also the fact that I think Spirited Away, its success, like I said, it kind of it kind of kicked Disney in the pants to be like, hey, uh-huh. they're beating you because <laughs> you need to you need to make better stuff. And so I think I think that might have been a little bit of motivation. I can't say for sure, but it kind of feels that way. So, you know. Keep doing what you're doing, Ghibli, because mm-hmm. there needs to be competition. Mm-hmm. And you know this this movie goes to show, like, as, as steeped in Japanese folklore and culture and references as it is, it's like, yeah, people, you know, you know, uh, English speaking audiences will turn up for that. And so, you know, we we get it. Don't have to dumb it down for us. We appreciate that. Please and thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why we like anime. For exactly for it's 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 Japanese ness. Mm-hmm. Don't need to don't need to change it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so yeah, if you have not seen Spirited Away, or if it's been a while since you've watched it, it's not necessarily a Halloween movie, but you know it's. It it's it's got it's got witches and mm-hmm. yeah kind of creepy kind of creepy stuff so yeah like I said there there's there are some scary spooky elements to it 
and yeah. but very like there's some blood and, yeah there's <laughs> blood oh geez like <laughs> watch princess mononoke sometimes yeah <laughs> you got people getting their heads shot off and and anyway never mind um yep. but yeah so honestly any time is a good time for a ghibli movie just just put mm-hmm. one on and you'll you'll feel better you'll feel better about life so yeah if it's been a while or you've never seen it very highly recommended this is one of those this is one of those times where uh i i agree wholeheartedly with the academy spirited away definitely deserved the oscar that year mm. so yeah i mean it it won the top prize at the berlin film festival the golden bear um which was the first time in 50 years for an animated feature to win that prize. Um, it unseated Titanic as the <laughs> uh, highest grossing film in Japan. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was one of the first animated features to earn over $200 million before it opened in the United States wowza yep so yep yeah uh, actually actually i think it did pretty good for itself mm-hmm. i can't say it's one i would necessarily want to watch again again it's 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 kind of like lilo and stitch where it's just mm-hmm. like mm, some of it's just not my cup of tea um yeah, I I don't know what it is about the animation with some of this that just like it's not that I it's it's not that I find it it's not like it's disgusting or anything, but it's just like there's just something about the animation style for so especially the witch. I don't know what it is at the witch that I just I it, struggle to look at her. <laughs> She's it, there's something very is- off putting about her. This is this is how I how I kind of describe um, anime, but Miyazaki especially his, his style. Um, it's very simple, but it's also very detailed. Mm-hmm. So it's probably you know just how much detail there is on her face and how exaggerated it is. Maybe and also kind of the yeah kind of the movement because anime, um, just in general. Uh, they make it. They, they it has a different. I don't. I don't think it's frame rate, but it, it oh, things kind of move in a different way. It's not mm-hmm. as fluid as as Western animation. I, I mean, I'm okay and with that, that because like like I really yeah. I really liked Kiki's Delivery Service, and that's probably one I would watch again. Yeah, but there's right, just so something about well, this one that's just like mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but it's just it, my brain is yeah. strug- is kind of struggling to process it, and I I don't yeah, know there, what it is. Yeah, I mean there there are a lot of different levels on this one, and some of them like your brain is thinking like I need to understand this better, and it took me a while to kind of understand what what it was going for. Part of that's a cultural thing, like I just didn't understand like the folk tales or the 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 mythology and the legends behind it. And I still don't fully understand it, even though I have read read some things about mm. it. Um, and and they tried I mean, to not... they tried to put some stuff in there, knowing full and well that the American audience wouldn't necessarily yeah. get. It's like the references to like some very cultural 
things like the different mm-hmm. spirits and yeah. Americans may not know what a bathhouse looks like just by looking at it. So they purposely right. had, you know, the character when she comes across it, she's like, oh, it's a bathhouse, bathhouse, you know, so yeah. <laughs> putting stuff in the dialogue for us dumb Americans that don't know mm-hmm. about well, any culture not- <laughs> outside of our own borders, but yeah. Well, I mean, you, there's no way you can know everything about every culture. That's everywhere. true. So, yeah. so that kind of thing, that kind of thing, I'm okay. And with. the internet like, was not really the early. The internet was mm-hmm. still in its infancy at this point. So, yeah, it's not like we could go. Yeah, no, Google I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, oh no, Rachel, you have to love this. Like, if it's not your yeah. thing, it's not your thing. Yeah. That's I totally understand that. Um, I mean, I look I'm forward like, to to trying trying some more. You know, I know. Yeah uh you know again because there's some characters that i recognize that i don't necessarily have a frame of reference like i know totoro when i see it yeah. i know the cat bus when i see it mm-hmm. i know ponyo when i when i see the fish but yeah i don't really have a frame of reference as far as the story is concerned so yeah well ponyo i'll tell you it's basically the little mermaid just without yeah. the the witch and the you know cutting off cut, cutting your your legs off or whatever um but yeah so i mean there you know ghibli movies it runs the gamut from super cute and super adorable to actiony kind of dark and spooky <laughs> sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, i kind of i kind of like if i if i'm thinking like my neighbor totoro and kiki's delivery service are like the sweet innocent fluffy ones that are still really you know that are really good and then there's princess mononoke which is violent and dark and stuff this one kind this one is sort of a blend of the two and it blends very well i Mm. think together so if you so i don't know if you if you like more or the uh, more more on one side or the other of the spectrum i don't know how much you will enjoy this a lot but it's also one that's like it's kind of like if you're going to be a student of film, whether or not you you enjoy this one, you still should watch it just to say, oh yeah, okay, I get why, you know, or you know, try to understand why it is so successful and 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 highly regarded, which mm-hmm. we have done. So you so even if you never watch it again, you can say, no, I've watched it. Yep. Um, it's kind of like The Godfather. I've seen it. I get it. Moving on. <laughs> Although I'd probably watch this over The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, there are some other It's a lot shorter, movies. for one thing. Mm-hmm. That helps. That definitely yes. helps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll know. Um, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to watch, we'll have to watch some more Ghibli movies, just because there are so many, and, and they are all so them, and just kind of has like you know the Rotten Tomatoes and the Metacritic scores, and mm-hmm. yeah, and like I don't think there is a score. Oh, apparently, uh, never mind. We're not. We're gonna. That was not. That was not a, a high audience talking. That's your son. Sorry, I was like, there's not a Rotten Tomato score under you know down in the in the night you know below the 80s. And I read scroll down like, oh, there's one that's 29. Oh, that one was made by your son. <laughs> <laughs> but like i said his son's trying i didn't say he was <laughs> yeah but uh, not, not not that's not why he keeps coming out of retirement <laughs> apparently but, 
Let, let Papa show you how it's done, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, Goro Miyazaki, he did do Come Up on Poppy Hill, and that one is, is, is very, very well regarded. So I will say that. It's just, for some reason, Earthsea and Earwig and the Witch, which I haven't heard of that one, so those ones apparently did not do so well. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just jabbering here, because... Mm. And I'm like, oh, I need to go watch all the all the Miyazaki, all the Miyazaki. I get my hands on. And then God. we can all go to the theme park together. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, it was funny. We when we went to see Howl's Moving Castle, they did this sort of feature for the movie, and it was this interview at the the Ghibli Museum, mm-hmm. and the museum is like made to look like a, a Ghibli movie, which you're kind of like, how? <laughs> Right, but it also is like I just want to live here. But apparently, they only take it by appointment, and it's in Japan, and and appointments are very expensive. And I'm like, well, that ain't gonna happen unless I Mm -hmm. win the lottery. But but then the the amusement park is due to open in November, or at least the first phase of it is due to open in November. Yeah. So yeah, gonna have to gonna have to check that out. Or, you know, I'll just have to have to uh, uh um be be okay with dressing up as Kiki for Halloween. Although not yeah. this year. We're doing Mario this year. Yeah. But I'm like, I have a black dress, I can get a red bow and a and a broom and a stuffed hat. I can be Kiki. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyone else have anything they want to talk about? Because I'll just sit here and be like, I love these movies. <laughs> Considering this is like my second or third Ghibli movie, I'm enjoying them. So more please. I I want, yes, I don't know if I want to throw throw Princess Mononoke at Rachel just yet. <laughs> we'll work our way one, up to it. Work our way up to it. Howl's Moving Castle is a good one. Sonia's a lot of fun. We might but we'll have to do My Neighbor Totoro at some point though. Because that one yeah. is a classic. We'll get there. Okay. 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 So it's a it, deal. It, all right. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear it. All right. So if any of our listeners want to chime in with their thoughts on Spirited Away or any of the Ghibli catalog or anything else we talked about in this podcast episode, you can send us some feedback. Our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, which is thefiveishfangirls.com, and find links to our social media sites. You can leave comments. We have a Facebook. We have a YouTube channel. We have an Instagram. And any comments we get there, we will read them off as, as, as a feedback. Why not? And then also, if you want to support the podcast monetarily, we have a Patreon. We have a Ko-Fi. And we have a merch shop, so you can find links to that in our website as well. And you can download the podcast at all major podcast apps and places where you get podcasts. So there you go. You have no excuse. And, as, and of course, we're very appreciative, and we thank you for your support. We thank you for commenting and listening and the Patreon support and just, you know, just being there, being our audience. and enjoying what we do so hopefully everybody is having a good time mm-hmm. take care of yeah
those of you that are going to be going out with the little ones trick-or-treating on Halloween or whatever, obviously Halloween's on a Monday, uh, <laughs> some places some places might do it on a different day. So whenever you're going to go out trick-or-treating in the next week or so, please be careful. Yes. yes. Go, you know, don't take any, don't take any wooden nickels, as they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't go into any haunted houses either. Yes, really. But enjoy oh. yourselves and have fun. Yeah. Try not to eat all the candy in one sitting. You'll get a tummy. Mm-hmm. Right. But have a good Halloween and we'll see it. We'll see you back here. Yep. All right, uh, with that, we shall sign off for this week. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Once you meet someone, you never really forget them. You have been listening to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at thefiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash fiveishfangirlspodcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official Fiveish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash fiveishfangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening and may the squee be with you.